Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. You hear me, Daniel. And Aaron. Aaron, we're back for part two, fresh off a Twitter spaces. So hopefully you haven't already listened to that. Um, otherwise, be sick of my voice, I'm sure. Two hours that went on for. So uh, I think people will be pretty exhausted of what I've got to say. But you, your thoughts are pretty fresh. It's just a shame that they're your thoughts, Aaron, really. So that's the that's the issue that we've got with that. Um, yeah, and they don't help anyone. No. Excited for the Super Bowl tonight. Obviously, this will be re- released. We'll know who the winner was. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you want to win? Um, I think I want the Eagles to win. But that's just because the Chiefs are so good. Uh, they're kind of like... I wouldn't say the Eagles are the underdogs, but... Yeah, I just give someone else a chance, Chiefs. Give someone else a chance. Fair enough. We're not yet for Super Bowl. There is what one question, not even a question, what is bigger, the Champions League or the Super Bowl? Of course, it is the Champions League. Even the round of 16 is bigger than the Super Bowl final. Thorn at me. We're going to start with Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Uh, the... <laughs> The stats for Liverpool are really easy to go through. This calendar year, they played uh, four games. They've got Everton's the next one. Um, in those four games this year, they've scored one goal by Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, and they've conceded nine. That's in the league. They have played in the FA Cup, which they got knocked out of as well. So they aren't playing very well. Understanding. Yeah, they're still the favourites to win, though. Apparently, if you look at the betting odds and uh, win probability on Google, Liverpool forty three percent chance to win, compared to Real Madrid's thirty one percent. I may, I'm not a betting man, Aaron, but I may have to put a bet on Real Madrid to win this. Then, yeah. uh, Real Madrid. I mean, they're hit and miss anyway. To be honest, the the one five three last night. I don't have who got all the goals. I know that. I think. As far as I'm aware, Vinny got two, Verde got two, or Valverde even. I can't just shorten his surname down, um, like we're friends. And Benzema got one. That's off the top of my head, and I don't know who got the assists. Um, but they conceded three. Lunen's in goal now. Uh, Couture with a big injury. Before that, we're hit and miss. At least the formation's a normal 4-3-3, so that makes it easy. Got beat 2-1 for Villarreal. They beat Bilbao 2-0, drew 0-0 with Sociedad, beat Valencia 2-0, got beat 1-0 off Mallorca. Uh, and in the semi-final, semi-final of the Club World Cup Championships, they beat Al- Ali 4-1. I'm sure that was really, really difficult for them. In terms of like who's playing, Nacho has been playing a lot of games at right back with Carvajal being absent, but Carvajal, when he is fit, seems to play. Rudiger uh, has played every game this calendar year at centre-back. It seems to be Militao and Alaba that have sort of changed around, but Militao can't play at right-back as well. And then Kamavinga's played the last... Uh, again, when I say the last four, I'm talking about the last three league games in the semi-final. I, I don't have anything written about the final. So, Aaron, if you've got anything to say about the final of the Club World Cup Championships, please let me know. I just didn't have a chance to do it. Um between having to do the research for the other teams. Uh, yeah, before that, so he's keeping Ferland Mendy out of the team, basically. Uh, doubts about his... Ferland Mendy injured. Yeah. There's, there's also been doubts about him anyway, and that he was linked away in in January. Um, but yeah. Sorry, I know you said that. No, it's all good. Uh, Valverde's been hit and miss. Seems to be doing better when he is on the right wing. But Asensio's played there a few games. And Asensio's actually done quite well when he's played there. I think that's fair fair to say. Cruz has probably been their best out of midfield player. Modric has just been completely out of whack recently. Ceballos is randomly getting games. Ceballos has played uh, the last four league games. And he came off the bench in the semi-final and got an assist. He hasn't been doing anything. But for whatever reason he's playing, I don't like Real Madrid's midfield with regards to trying to pick assets. I think we've got to stick to the front three, which basically there's five players. There is Rodrigo, Valverde, Vinicius Jr., Marco Asensio, and Benzema. 
what are your thoughts on those five players? Uh, I think Vinicius Jr. is in the better form. Um, out of them all, I think him against Trent Alexander-Arnold was a massive uh, matchup in the final last year. Um, and Vinicius Jr. keeps getting better and better. Trent Alexander-Arnold does not. And, uh, well, defensively, actually, I think just in general, he's not gotten better and better. Um, that's up for debate for some people and for some Liverpool fans. But I think Valverde is definitely a player who's uh, improved massively in the fact that he's a, a, a cheap midfielder. Um, like, his appeal goes up. He's the one who obviously got the goal. Uh, got No, sorry, got the assist. Uh, in the final last year. Uh, Benzema, we all know how dangerous he can be, but we know that he's not in the same kind of form. But if we rewind a year, it was kind of like at the start of the knockout stages where he came in, it was only scored like back-to-back hat-tricks and stuff like that. Yeah, I so, remember very, very well, Aaron. I remember, just like it was yesterday, telling everyone that Benzema wouldn't possibly score a hat-trick away at Chelsea. He, well, to be fair, I think he may have only got a brace. But it was just, but it was just, yeah. Um, he got back to back hat tricks. I think it was against PSG. What, I think it's similar to what Ronaldo used to do with Real Madrid. Um, obviously he averaged more goals than appearances, but it you, ha- you would have that purple patch from March till the end of the season. It's almost like Real Madrid's kind of training programs are tailored to have them peak at the end of the season. Um, which I just find really interesting if you like look back over the like few years. Um, but in terms of like the m- midfield, kind of what you were saying before, um, normally whenever we try to get in their midfielders, Modric and Kroos were too expensive. And so we normally just went for the ball recoveries in midfield anyways, so we can ignore them. Um, I think a very interesting point is that there's a lot of cheap goalkeepers. Um, like not first choice ones. And so I think we can sometimes fall into a trap where we like double up on cheap uh, goalkeepers. Mm. If you have a wild card, that's very, that's okay to do. But if you don't, it's you're leading yourself almost into a trap if you don't plan it carefully. Um, So you need to make sure that you've got an escape plan ready in case uh, your teams get knocked out. Uh, But in terms of the, Front three, I currently have Benzema and Vinicius Jr. in my team. The only I down, do well. The only thing that is potentially making me... Well, Vinicius Jr. staying in there. The only thing that's making me not have Benzema potentially is um, do I go for Harry Kane over Benzema? Um, Did both you listen all- to the spaces with Fulham had the Milan versus Tottenham discussion. I did. I did. It was a very good discussion. The recording is available. So <laughs> definitely one. I think Son is looking like a better pick or Perisic. Yeah. Um in while I was listening to it, I did change Perisic into my team for definite. Uh it was one of them. It's one of them where like you talk about it on the podcast. And then you're like, yeah, that's a great decision. And then somehow when you you just forget about it, because it was the first match we talked about, then you look yeah. at your team and you're like, there was a good bet that I was gonna talk like I was gonna put in here, but I can't remember who it was. And yeah. then when I listened to the discussion, I was like, Of course it was Perisic. So <laughs> um but yeah, I think I'm gonna go Benzema just with the amount of defensive injuries that Liverpool have. Um, over two legs, like all the injuries they're going to have in the first leg at Anfield, never a better opportunity. And then they have to go back to Real Madrid where they have to confirm the win. You'd pick them both. So yeah. uh, compared to Tottenham, where you just don't know which one is going to turn up, uh, yeah. Real Madrid have the history of doing well in the tournament. So kind of using that. So I'm leaning more towards Benzema uh, currently, uh, just due to Son and Perisic also being good shouts. I agree. Benzema is the one in best form. He has 
two, uh, not including last night. Um, he's got two goals and two assists uh, to Vinicius Junior's um, one goal. And that's it in the league in the last uh, five league games. Obviously, Vinicius Junior has went mental in this Club World Cup. Uh, so that's probably why you want him. I do think the big game players, we've seen it before from Real Madrid where they switch off in the league, got beat off Sheriff when they won it. Yeah. Got the the, the labour in the groups, you, I just feel like sometimes they are players where the occasion can be too small and the Champions League group stages can sometimes be like La Liga can feel like that to them. Those big moments and field away would probably help them, especially mm-hmm. with how Ross Liverpool are. Like again, just to stress, Liverpool's top goal scorer since the restart is um, Fez, Leicester centre back. It's not even a joke. crazy, isn't it? Um, now, obviously, they've got a good chance to turn things around against Everton, but that's not going to be an easy game. Everton historically get beat off Liverpool at Anfield, and it is at Anfield the next game. But but the way that they're playing, you never know. Uh, that'd, be, that'd just be absolute nail in the coffin if, if Everton beat Liverpool. That being said, I think it is worth mentioning Salah. Liverpool haven't been good all season and he's returned massively in the group stages. So I suppose the level of competition, though, Rangers, etc. Um, That's where it was. Like, Salah, it was Salah versus Rangers. He didn't start and came on and scored a hat-trick. Yeah, minging. What do you think the score's going to be at this one? Uh, I've got Real Madrid winning 2-1. Uh, I'm going to go Real Madrid 3-0. Oh. Sorry. Liverpool. I am excited to watch uh, it, though. I think Liverpool will be better when Jota and Diaz and Virgil van Dijk come back in. You know, three of the best players. It's not like they're not um, injury-ravaged, but with them three out. And Jota and Diaz both expected back. For the second leg, I believe. Could be. The other game is uh, on that night is Frankfurt versus Napoli. Yes, I was double checking my uh, my my charger was plugged into the laptop, but it wasn't actually charging. I was like, uh, "Help, it's fixed." So, so Frankfurt this, versus Napoli. I know this you game. Napoli. I mean, there's not much that I can say that we don't know. They are. Just demolishing the opposition in Italy, winning three nil tonight while you were on the space. Um, yeah. Who got the, the second and the third? I know that Kivarashelli got the first. Osimhen got the second, and then um, oh. Elmas got the third. He came off the bench, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fifteen shots, ten on target, sixty-seven percent possession, just easily. Done clean sheet as well. Um, but we know that obviously when this draw was made, we were kind of like, Yes, get Napoli players in. We're probably still like that now due to how cheap they are. But Frankfurt are not a pushover that they were uh, back then. They have turned round, they showed why they were kind of why they did win the Europa League last year and why they're just a good team uh, in general. Despite them losing three 0 today, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, did get be three 0 today. That is um, their first loss uh, since the start of the new year. So their first loss of twenty twenty three in the league, more certainly, got be three 0 Whenever there. I used to do, when I did the weekly reviews, they were like fifteenth, like sixteenth. Uh, they're all the way up into sixth now, and they're only three points away from. Um, those, yeah, three points and they're going to fourth. Uh, and uh, that would the five points behind Dortmund. So quite a turnaround. Yeah. Um, in terms of their team, traps the goalkeeper. They play three, four, two, one pretty consistently. So they've got Tuta, Smolcic, Ndika, Nof. Um and then the sort of rotate other players around uh, Sal is often sort of in there. Um, Buta has played at the back. Ultimately, I wouldn't care less anyway. Just stay away from any of the defenders and the goalkeeper. Kamada, 
was handy in the group stages. He's not been up to much since the restart. One assist in five games, and he's only three of them or starts two. He's came off the bench. Lindstrom could be appealing. One goal, two assists in five games. As a midfielder, if you're looking for someone, I think there are much better midfielders, though, even beneath his price point. Mario Goethe has done sweet FA. But Mawani, what a success story he was. Um, he's got four goals, one of which was a penalty, won a penalty and has a bog standard assist in the last five games. So if you're looking to break the template with your striker, especially if you're like, I don't know, 50k, and you need to like really catch up. I think he could be, he could be a bit of a dark horse, especially at home in Frankfurt. Uh, he's not someone that I'm going to go with, but that's because I, I'm pretty much nailed on my three strikers in Benzema, uh, and the other two we're about to talk about tonight. Um, but if you did want to break that template, then I think he would be a great shout. Napoli players absolutely speak for themselves. So they play a 4-3-3. Mary is the goalkeeper. Di Lorenzo is the right-back. Rui is the left-back. Um, Kim and Rachmani are the centre-backs. Angisa, Lobotka and Zielinski play in midfield. Lozano plays on the right. Kvaraschelia plays on the left. And Osimen plays through the middle. Your choices are, are you going to go for Rui or Di Lorenzo at full-back? Uh, Di Lorenzo's been a little bit hotter recently with one goal, one assist in the last... I'll not include tonight because I don't know who got the assist. Five. Um, Ruby has he's one also, He's also two uh, ball recoveries away from Otamendi as the top defender for ball recoveries so far in the yeah. Champions League. Um, so I, I personally got Di Lorenzo in my team at the minute, so I would go for Di Lorenzo. The other options, uh, one that I didn't mention on the spaces, actually is Angisa, who has won a penalty and has an assist, also gets ball recoveries, I think um, could be a little bit of a dark horse if you are looking to get four Napoli players in. Um, if you do he, want to jump on him. He got me through the group stage, to be fair. Um, I had him in for multiple weeks, but then it was like match day five where he just didn't play. Um, but before that, he was averaging eight points a game. Um, yeah. So it was absolutely solid and uh, selected by 5%, uh, 5.7 million. But obviously for 0.2, you can get the absolute wonder on his birthday today, Cavadonna himself. Cavadonna, who before tonight um, had two goals, one of which was a penalty, so that's interesting to see, and three assists, but obviously got a goal tonight. I don't know if you got any assists. He is as essential as he can possibly be in a champion in a in a fantasy game for his price. He's a joke. He's an absolute joke. Just have him in. Don't need to say anything else. And uh Osimen is one of my strikers. Another goal tonight, but before that in the five games in the new year, he has uh six goals in five games, none of which were penalties and an assist. That was before tonight where he's also scored. He's to say hot would be an understatement. Is uh, the Serie Harland basically um, playing the same colours as well? Get him. You could even captain him um, as your second captain or as your first captain. Actually, no, it has to be your second captain. He plays in the last. No, he could be your first captain. Um, yeah. So this this is something I was wondering. You do have so the World Cup. There was a bit of confusion behind the whole captain. Thing. Oh, I know what you're going to ask, and I don't know the answer. Nothing's changed as far as I'm aware. Nobody's said anything on any threads that I've read and stuff like that. I do believe we've got four shots at having a good captain. Right. So if you potentially have a captain shout every day, then Osimen or Cavaradonna has to be one of them for that has day. To be for that day. Oh, Liverpool, Real Madrid, though. People will go Benzema. Yeah, but then you've got the fourth day. You've got Man City on the last day to clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if yeah. any captaincy shout doesn't work, um, Haaland is going to be the most captain player on the last day. <laughs> yes. Happy days. 
Um, so for, for so for that first thing, we didn't really talk about it too much then. So for you, obviously you were saying we're a captain anyone, we're going to have to now. Who are you captain on the first day? Tottenham versus Milan, PSG versus Bayern. Um, I don't have anyone from, I don't know, I've got Perisic now. So captain wing back on your first day, maybe. Um, for Bayern... Yeah, I'd probably go Perisic, to be fair. Over the Bayern lot. Because that game's too, that game's a lot closer. Milan are just not as great. Despite a very injury-ravaged Paris Saint-Germain. Um, but and yeah, is I reckon... Back, back, going to be back in time. Messi's going to be back in time, apparently. apparently. And is in the squad. I don't think they have a choice, really. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be sent out with like, like their leg strapped up like and they can't bend their knee. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think if you had if it if it was FPL and you had looked at Milan's form, I think they would be a team to target. So I think there's more ceiling for points in the Tottenham Milan game than Brian. Pratt. Saint Germain because you don't know which gate which way that game is going to go. I think that's going to be a lot closer. Yeah. Even I though think... I did predict more goals than Paris Saint Germain, but yeah, okay. I want to captain a Bayern minute midfielder on the first day. Yeah, potentially Musiala. Then, then Grimaldo on the second. Then Osman yeah. on the Benfica third. defense it has to be Holland on the fourth. Yeah, or Mares. Um. So moving, oh sorry, so not not quite moving on. Any more to say on Napoli versus Frankfurt other than a scoreline prediction? Do you have anything else? Um, no. You you'd mentioned about uh, Di Lorenzo. I was kind of going back and forth on uh, Kim four point five, but I think just with the extra funds that we have available, um, I think that. Jump up to De Lorenzo is is worth it, and look to cut someone else uh, out of the team. So, uh, I think a lot of people are going to have the same players from Napoli, and I don't think I, I'm very excited for this tie. Actually, I think I'm going to watch this one over the Liverpool game. I want to as well. I think um that's the one I want to watch, but um let's see. It's a week Next. away, like that's the hard bit. Like yeah, exactly. Real, there's one thing I didn't say about Real Madrid is that their games after they play Liverpool just are absolutely awful. They've got them they play two games before playing Liverpool, unlike everyone else who only plays one. Um and then afterwards they play Atletico Madrid. And then the second leg after they play Liverpool, they play Barcelona. So, um, I mean, talk about big occasions, but it's stuff like that where these games make it harder because we, you could have these players, and for all we know, Osman gets injured next week in Syria. Like, yeah, I, I think it's important to stack up as much as you can on the first group of fixtures. Yeah, that that's the hardest bit, I think, but. Uh, I think the only thing I'd say on Napoli, which is a question I've seen going around Twitter, uh, especially on the like the Italian fan accounts, do you think Napoli are good enough this year to win the Champions League? No. No, they're not good enough. I think I just don't think they will. I just think that history tells us that in big moments, I think they'll do similar like Ajax, like well, they'll. They'll bottle it in a semi-final, second leg or something, to a big uh, big team. I know the bottle at the top. I think a lot of it depends on their form in Syria and how close they get to the title. If it if it came down to it and they had to forfeit uh champions like a Champions League progression or the title, which they're so close to, they would write off the Champions League in a heartbeat, in my opinion. Um but I they probably think they've got a better chance of winning. 
their league. Yeah, I mean, the what's it? I think it's fifteen points ahead of Inter. Something oh, like that. They're, crazy. They probably already won it. Yeah. Um. So the thing is, on current form, I would say yes, they could probably beat any other team, but it's the form going into April and May. Uh, which is what I was saying about Real Madrid. Uh, they just come into form at the right time. And if yep. it came into a semi-final between Napoli and Real Madrid, I think Real Madrid would go through because of experience and yep. stuff like that. I agree. But I, I, I just think it's an interesting question and it really goes to show how much progression that Napoli have yeah. done this year. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, probably everyone's second team, I think, in terms of wanting them to do well and how they play football. They're just amazing. Watch. Definitely the most exciting team in Europe to watch. But I think semi-final, kind of like what you said, is their ceiling. Yeah. On to Leipzig versus Manchester City. Um, Leipzig, who, again, been a little bit all over the place, especially formation-wise. Uh, they kind of don't make any sense. The, the coach, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, played a 4-2-3-1 with, to draw 1-1 with Bayern Munich, which I think is a good result. They changed it to a 4-2-2-2 to beat Schalke 6-1. Great. They keep that to be Stuttgart 2-1. So you're thinking, well, that's the formation, 4-2-2-2. No, change it to a 3-4-2-1 to draw 0-0 with Cologne. However, Cologne have drawn with uh, Bayern Munich recently as well. So they aren't a soft touch. They keep that formation and get beat 2-1 off Union Berlin at the weekend. Um, Union Berlin, who are second in the Bundesliga currently. So Yes. So it's interesting that the... It's obviously not an entire like I say, Cologne's a good team, Union Berlin's a good team. It's nice to see them doing well. Um, and we talking about them goal. next year potentially. Yes, their day, their day on like the podcast. Um, and again, I think they're both. I think Leipzig, Union Berlin will be two East German teams. I'm not too sure about Union Berlin whether they clusters West or East Germany. Obviously, um, hot topic. So that it was it's more so just the fact that you would change a winning formation for no reason. But it yeah. is what it is. Blasvic is the keeper. I don't think anyone I'm not even gonna bother going through the defenders. I mean Orban and Gavardioli are centre backs. If you want to pick one, don't though. Just don't pick them. Uh you there, probably don't want to go through the midfield. Say that again? No. There was a thread that I've just um read on Twitter about like uh, clean sheet percentages of the Champions League. Uh, Leipzig are the least likely to keep a clean sheet. Um, so, yeah, I don't. Uh, the defenders, I don't think, were an option, anyways. No. So let's just skip them. I think a lot of people would have been looking at Danny Almo, two goals um, in an assist this year. But the problem is he's now injured out long term by the looks of it. Our old boy, our old favourite, Sobo, uh, Dominic Sobosly. He's um he's got two goals and an assist in the five games that he's played. He's played in all five in the new year, varying positions. So I think if you wanted to go for a punt, you could go for him. The other player, obviously, I mean Verna's played the last four games, one goal. Silva's played all five up front. He's got three goals in those five games, but I don't think you're going to be using up a striker spot on Andre Silva, unfortunately. The question, obviously, question mark is over in Kunku, who's had fitness issues. So in a few weeks' time... And a confirmed transfer. He's a conf- Yeah, he's a confirmed transfer to Chelsea. Um, he did score a hat-trick against Man City last season. I think it was last season. Um, on the opening day of the Champions League. So... Nkunku will forever be an option. I think the issue is, I don't know whether he's going to play. If I knew he was going to play, I think I'd keep him. I love him. I absolutely love him. He's one of my favourite European players. I just, I'm unsure about his minutes and his fitness. I think even if he is fit, like how how fit is he? If he's been struggling, is he a 55, 60 minute player this week? Obviously, We've got another week before we know that, but we're not going to be able to do anything about it anyway because the teams will be locked in by then. Um, 
I think he's a wait and see, unfortunately, because I fan I fancy him against Man City's defense. They aren't keeping clean sheets really. Um, I think they've kept two clean sheets in the last six league games, so it's not not fantastic. It's constantly changing defenders. Um, anything about Leipzig yourself? Uh, I think with Leipzig, obviously historically manager tampering and tinkering has kind of been their downfall kind of overthinking these type of things and ironically that's also been man cities so um it'll be interesting to kind of see which one um kind of comes out on top i do think the quality of man city will will be too good over the two legs uh but obviously with today's kind of news it'll be a little bit more interesting than what it would have been i believe and um We'll just kind of have to wait and see. It's going to be very interesting uh, what people do with their teams. I'll just touch on it now. The fact that Haaland is now a doubt for the Arsenal game uh, with his injury and um, whether people still go in uh, knowing that that game is next week and have him in the Champions League teams or do they, uh, do they risk having him in or do they risk leaving him out? So... I think that's uh, absolutely massive for this, especially because... Uh, was he your third striker? Yes. Yeah, I think so he's the last, last day captaincy, any really, Man City versus Leipzig. Um, yes. I suppose Napoli so, versus Frank... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. In, the other um, one's in that or so. Yeah, so the rest of the Man City team, don't, they're not... It's hard, because you can't say they're less dangerous... But I would rather face Man City without Haaland than with him. Yes, I agree. Uh, Mares is the only other Man City player I'm considering. Yeah. The rest of them just aren't. Like, I had Nathan Ake in my team, but that's, like, from my first ever tampering. Um, I kind of get my kind of draft ready. Uh, that was all the way back after the World Cup uh, when I saw that he was playing a little bit more because he was 4.4. Uh, I probably will not have him in because it's just too risky and Man City aren't keeping clean sheets. Um, exactly. So, yeah. For, for Man City's last six league games, beat Chelsea 1-0, then got beat off Man United 2-1, beat Tottenham 4-2, beat Wolves 3-0, got beat off Tottenham 1-0 and then beat Aston Villa 3-1. So, two clean sheets in the last six league games um, and myriad of changes in defence. Kyle Walker, weirdly enough, looks like one of the most nailed players. Um, but you could have said that about Akanji, and he got left out today for Diaz. But Diaz came off at half time. Um, yes, I just think Mares and Haaland, or no one, in my opinion. And I think that just goes with the strategy of of prioritizing it in your first week, is where we have the most information. Yes, the odd player may have a higher ceiling in the, the next week. But I think at this point, you want to go with the information uh, rather than absolutely dreading next week and having to rely on them for points. Because we've all been there when we are relying on Man City news on the last day to get... to Megan, isn't it? Yeah, to make or break your match day in UCL. It's just not a fun place to be. No. Just avoid the headache, and if if they if they pop off, then congratulate or hate the person that had had the balls to go for it. Um, but for me, for Leipzig, these two these two have played each other. I feel like every year, like it's it's almost like a penciled in like fixture every single year in the Champions League, almost like Real Madrid and Shakhtar. Yes. Um, but there's nothing that we've kind of seen over the last few meetings that would suggest that Leipzig have a major advantage. Did they? Did the win? Both teams like, have scored when, both when, times. If I remember, I don't think there's been a clean sheet between them. Yeah, when in Kunku, it was two seasons ago he scored his hat trick, wasn't it? Because last. I can't remember actually, was it or was it last season? Because Kyle Walker got sent off, didn't he? And they got beat 3 1. Was that in the groups though? I'm pretty sure that rings a bell because I was about to say 3 1. 
and they got beat. They got beat three. Did they win three one? I get beat three one. I'm sure they got beat three one. Yeah. And other than that, like, I think Man City's beat them every other time. Yeah, but I think even then it was the game was the game was gone, wasn't it? It was like match day five or six in Man City were already through. Oh, here we go. I've pulled up the historical ones. So, um, last time they faced each other, Leipzig won two one. Okay. And the time before that, Man City won six three, and that was the Nkunku Patrick. Uh, yeah, so it was two one then when Kyle Walker got sent off, not three one. Yeah. And Mara scored then. And in the other one, um Ake scored. It was an on goal. Mares scored again. Grealish, Cancelo, Jesus. Mares scored in both times. So there you go. Yeah, coming in. I brought him into my FPL team this week for a hit and it's it's done well. So um Valid. What's the score going to be? Um, in Germany, I'm just going to go conservative. I think it'll be a one. Oh, I was about to say one nil. A two one to Man City. I don't think Man City will keep a clean sheet. I think it's going to be a total draw. Two two. On to the next one. Last one. Inter versus Porto. So, uh, do you want to start with Inter? Yeah. So I think first of all is uh, when we, again, I mentioned that thread that I wish I apologies to whoever wrote it. Um, I can't remember. I read a lot tonight in, uh, in preparation for this. I think it's probably the most research I've done recently, to be fair. But Inter came out on top in terms of most likely to keep a clean sheet. Uh, Interesting. In this. 46% likely to keep a clean sheet compared, and the next highest was 38, um, which was Benfica, of course. Um, so, and, and that surprised me. I was like, right, well, what what have I missed with Inter? Because I didn't, they didn't strike me up. They play tomorrow, uh, or probably they play later today at the, at the time that you're listening to this. Um, yeah. But just looking over their like last few games, they beat Milan one nil, Atalanta one nil. They won two one. They then lost one nil to Empoli with ten Milan. men. Yes, yeah, got sent off, didn't he? Yeah, uh, which also could, might suggest why they conceded in the next match as well. Um, one nil to Verona, but they just have never struck me as like defensively solid. Maybe the Napoli one nil. Yeah, they um, Dumfries doesn't play every week anymore. Um, no, they'd won in the last six. So, I mean, we always said that with them that they've got the centre backs and the defenders ne like necessary to like have a really really good team. They've just never played them all at the same time. Um, to be fair though, a Cherby has been a mainstay. And um, we've, I mean, he is rubbish. I don't know if he's gotten better. He must have gotten better because against good teams, he is properly rubbish. But yeah. they've got Bastoni, who's one of the best young defenders in the world. Skriniar is just one of the best defenders in the world. Um, I think he's out of contract, isn't he, soon? So they'll, I think... Yeah, I believe so. Thanks for PSG. Has he already... And as far as I'm aware, I might be wrong with that, but I'm confident he, he ended up signing for PSG because I want I wanted the mighty Newcastle's uh, Saudi Saudi blood money to buy him. <laughs> I say with a laugh. I think out of all of them, though, I, I would say the pick is probably Demarco, four point six. Um, if you're looking for a cheap way into just someone who could potentially sit on your bench, and if needed could come and try and get more than one or two points that you may be after at this point. Um, my only... One assist in his last six and, uh, yeah, three clean sheets. So I think, I think that's the that's the bit, isn't it? It's like, in terms of ball recoveries as well, um, 19 ball recoveries, which in terms, like, in relation to the rest of the team is the most. Acherby having 18... 
Uh, and that's DeMarco not playing every game either. So he's got the most ball recoveries out of everyone as well. Uh, Brozovic being back, uh, he'll be back in time for this game. Um, will be massive. I think he's potentially fit to start tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see his minutes. Um, but they're a lot more sound defensively when he's sitting in front of the the defence. Um, but I think he's like the shout. Uh, he got two assists in the group stage as well. And uh, But just in terms of how the fixtures have, have kind of planned out, if he sits on your bench, he hasn't took up a lot of funds. And apparently Inter are the most likely to keep a clean sheet. So he's the cheapest way into their defence. Yeah. In this midfield uh, are Barella, Chalanoglu and Mkhitaryan. They wouldn't go for any of them. They play Dzeko and your favourite, Lataro Martinez, up front. And he is playing unbelievably well. Five games he's played and he has five goals. Aaron. Aaron, can I persuade you? And I... What's that face for? You look like the man that once upon a time decided to get this, uh, Lataro Martinez in instead of Robert Lewandowski and couldn't get him in because you couldn't get rid of Lataro. Yeah, that's, that's, that's couldn't get rid of him. That look. I, couldn't get, I couldn't get rid of him. Um, for his one-pointers every week. And the thing is, in World Cup fantasy, when I had him as well, you saw the amount of shocking chances he missed. Why did he get him in World Cup fantasy? Because <laughs> I doubled up... But... <laughs> I doubled up on Messi and you Mar- are, Mar- honestly, for someone with such a big head, such a small Champions League World Cup. <laughs> why, why does Lataro Lata- Martinez against live in Saudi Arabia? Money? Who saw that result coming? Argentina That's against fair. Saudi Arabia. Not to go for Messi. I got both. <laughs> That's Reed. what made it worse when they lost one. Reed. Should have went for Taremi. Um. But every time I back Martinez, he's, he doesn't do anything. Um, he's going to go off it. If you don't put him in your... I need you to put him in your team so that he does nothing. Because otherwise, we're all going to watch him banging loads of goals. I suppose the saving grace is Porto are just clean sheet machines in that league. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing as well is that their goalkeeper is just a penalty saving just machine as well. So yes. who takes the penalties for Inter? Because they're about to get some minus points coming their way. Do you not know? I thought you might Martin. know. I think it's Martin, isn't it? I imagine so. But I mean, it could be Channel Oglu. He takes three kicks, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, actually. Um, On to Porto. Uh, in their five games this calendar year, they've drawn nil-nil. Uh, they beat Famalicao 4-1. They beat uh, Guimarães 1-0. They beat Maritimo 2-0. And they're beating Vizela 2-0. So not really tearing up any trees, really. They're doing well. Fostering goal, obviously. What a legend already. But João, uh, João Mario, right back. In his five appearances, not only does he have those four clean sheets, but he's got a goal and two assists. So I think if you're looking for someone budget, he's I think he's probably the one for the Porto defence. Meccano, four million is playing all the games next to a mix of Pepe and Cardoso. Uh, but uh, I sort of... I've been burned by cheap, overly cheap Porto centre-backs already. Mendel's left back one goal in five games. Not really enough. Um, Galino, the winger, uh, left winger, he has three goals and an assist in his five games, but two goals and an assist came in one game, so against the uh, Family Cow. So I don't think he's like overly consistent. I think he could be a trap. Tarimi isn't playing well. He's got two goals in his last five games, but his actual performances have been uh, dog shit. So I've I've heard that, that he's not he's not even playing the full ninety anymore. That yeah, he's bad. not. Um, Evan Nielsen's been coming on for him. Evan Nielsen actually started the last game, got an assist, but he played rubbish as well. 
Um, curse of the starting lineup. They have changed around their formation, though. They swapped between a 4 4 2 and a 4 2 3 1. And Tarimi tends to do a little bit better um, when he's sort of playing in like that little free roll behind whoever's playing up front. Weirdly enough, um, Beyond that, though, I think that is it. What's your? Well, are you getting anyone for Porto? Sorry, are you doing anything with Porto? I've still got a goalkeeper in, but that's just out of loyalty. Uh, but that that will change. Um, I had a quick look at the penalty taker. Uh, Inter's last penalty was the 9th of November, and it was Shalinoglu in a six-one win against Bologna. Um, so there you go. Martinez and Jekyll were on the pitch. And in that game, DeMarco scored twice. So get him in. <laughs> what we've established this from finding out who Inter's penalty taker is, is get DeMarco in. That's what we've found out. Um, but Shalin is going to get minus points coming his way. It's yeah. After he uh, oh, gets a penalty. You know, I forgot, you know what? I forgot to say this on the spaces as well because we rushed this game on the spaces. So... If you've stuck around this long, here's a little bit of gold for you. Otavio isn't back until the uh, 20th of February, apparently. Vendel, the left, starting left-back, is injured. Evan Nielsen, Tarimi's backup slash strike partner, is injured. And Cardoso, um, the centre-back, is injured. So it looks like Pepe will play alongside Marcano. Um, so I think if they've got Wendell injured... And Card also injured. They've got Pepe, and then we don't know who's going to be the left back. Uh, I, who I, I think it could be Darmian. Darmian could be a good pick, but Lotaro Martinez. Lotaro Martinez is feasting. Oh, don't do this to me, especially if Haaland's injured. Lotaro Martinez is feasting me at home, San Siro. No, you're just doing this to ruin my team so you get back ahead of me. And I am not. I honestly am considering Latara Martinez. But also, I am the person that brought in Muller ahead of um, Benzema last year, and that didn't go well for me either. But just look at how he's playing. That's that's all I'm saying, bro. No. <laughs> you look legitimately distressed. I am now. <laughs> There's not I mean, one player really that gives shit me in the World Cup. He was so shit in the World Cup. And he's been rubbish before the World Cup. He was rubbish last year. But he's good now. And FIFA says he's good. So he must be good. And FIFA I says he's good. I don't have FIFA 23, so... Um, uh, FIFA 22 said he was good. Yeah, FIFA 22 said he was good. Um... I think he is actually pretty good on FIFA 23 because I just keep seeing uh, for some... Uh, I see he's probably getting Team of the Week cards every week, that's why. Yeah, he's got <laughs> some sort of special card, but either way, I don't play it uh, this year. Uh, wait for next year. Um, when the game has actually changed one feature. I think the... Oh, I am actually tempted to go to Martinez now. Maybe Jekyll. Maybe I've not... Yeah, that's what's going to happen. You're going to make me go Martinez and then you pick Jekyll and then... I'm not picking Jekyll. I have no chance of picking Jekyll. Um, one goal, one assist. Uh, Perea is injured though, so he's nailed to start. Jekyll and Martinez are absolutely nailed. Jekyll loves a goal in the Champions League, doesn't he? That's the thing with them. What Either one of them can score on the day. One of them two is getting a goal in this game. Guaranteed at the San Siro. I don't care how good Porto's defence have been. Though. I don't think they had like an amazing defence in the group stage, to be honest. He's 3% owned as well. Okay, if he scores tomorrow, in tomorrow's game against Sampdoria, he's in my team. He's in? Yeah. Oh, yes! So I need to check I that result. This. Love this. Love this shit. And I've committed On that to bombshell. On that bomb. Oh, what's the score going to be, actually? Uh, if I get Martinez in, it'll be nil-nil. Um, 
No, it won't be. It'll be 2 0 Jekyll with Brace. Martin has missed penalty. <laughs> Even though he does, he's not going to take them. He'll take it just to spite me. He knows. He listens to this podcast. Um, And then if I don't have Martinez in, um, he's going to do similar to what was it Dabala did to you um, like last season or something like no, that. Dybala, no, I brought Dabala in and he played. You captained, it was that you captained him instead of someone else. Yeah, I captained him against um, Malmo and he got subbed off after 45 minutes and did nothing. <laughs> There's just so much pain that comes with this game. Like, oh, God, the memories. The highs and lows. We've suffering. got Illicic. We've got Illicic the... and then Martinez and Dabala. Uh, mm, annoying. I think I'm going to have to go for in in the defender though. That's nailed in. Whether that's going to be Darmy, because the thing is, I do think Demarco was a better pick, and he's on some direct free kicks. But if Wendell's Darmian's out, cheaper as well. Darmian plays on that right hand side, and I think he could do some damage against whoever's going to fill in there. But either way, I picking in a defender. I think for this game. Yeah, I'm going to go for two um, nil Inter. That's what I think it's going to be. So probably shouldn't go for Costa. Uh, that being said, anything can happen in the second leg. That is just done, Aaron. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Thank you if you listen to the spaces. Thank you if you watched last night. Apologies if you watched the live stream. That was terrible. Um, <laughs> that was all my fault as well. It was all my doing. But again, like like I've already mentioned, I felt like it added to um, the credibility of the podcast that we're fucked mm -hmm. up because... That's exactly what UEFA did. Um, <laughs> uh, was it last season? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah they had to do a redraw. Thank goodness Leal we didn't do a live stream reaction to that. Well, I thought we did, didn't we? Oh, no, we didn't. We had to set it back, didn't we? Yeah. We're going to, we, we ended up doing a live stream reaction to the actual draw because we'd set it up later, didn't we? Yeah. Um so it worked out yeah. handy that way. Um thank you so much for listening and watching. We are the main event. You can find us on Twitter at UCL Fantasy Pod. Aaron, can you remember your own handle this time round? It's uh Aaron underscore Graydon, I think. That's it's either my Twitter or my PlayStation name, so <laughs> add Aaron on either, whatever you fancy. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, YouTube. Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find uh, podcasts, really. Nice and easy to find. Thank you so much again. And we will see you for a live reaction Tuesday, Wednesday, or both. We'll see what happens. Best of luck to everyone. We'll see you then. Bye now.